Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, take all the glory once again, even as we get into the Word. Quicken your Word in my mouth. Let it glorify your name, even as it blesses your people today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians in chapter 12, verse 9, is a good place to start. Just a quick reminder, I'll do it for about five minutes and then get to add more things. I believe then we can go and chew for the rest of the week. In Jesus' name. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Verse 9 says, And he, Jesus, said to me, My grace is sufficient. <laughs> my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Then he responded by saying, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So, to avoid any argument, because it's the same word, he says, first he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. But when he will respond, he said that the power of Christ may rest upon me. It's the same thing. He's talking dynamis, the miracle-working power of God. I mean the miracle-working power of God. Isn't it amazing that it's at your wit end when suddenly you begin to assume or you begin to think that there's nothing else I can do. But your confidence is in him. That's when his power is made manifest. That's when his power is at the best. That's when miracles are lining up in successions. Amazing God. Amazing God. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Just a quick recap of last week. Remember, I took us on the journey, saying, that was Paul, and we know the context, where he says, let me just remind you, so that I don't get puffed up. Verse 7, unless I should be exalted above measure. Men get exalted, it's natural. When I say men, I mean men and women, you just have to begin to see some graces or some, some giftings manifesting in you. If you're not careful, inadvertently initially, Pride begins to set in until you master it, and then you begin to walk in the pride. It's natural. Flesh puffs up. It's natural. Nobody is exempted from that. We are all, by the grace of God, able to temper it and put it where it belongs so it doesn't overrun us. So Paul said, that I have abundance of revelations is not hidden. I mean, you know, I mean, everybody can see it in the Bible. But God put a check there because he said, 
lest I should be exalted. Above measure. Because that was the same problem that Lucifer fell in. So the thorn in the flesh was given to me. A messenger of Satan to perfect me, lest I be exalted above measure. Permit me to use a slightly disturbing phrase to describe a beautiful thing that God does. God gave you so much grace and you are blossoming. You are boom, boom, boom. He has a way of cutting you at the edges. So you don't get wired. When he does that, you know that, hey, one is still, there's one that's still in charge. And when he does that, it's such that you can further increase and yet it cuts you to size. What size? His size, not any man's size. His size. Glory be to God in the highest. And that's what we call pruning too. Pruning hurts. It does. But it does two things. It keeps you in a place where the devil cannot take advantage of you. And it keeps you more productive. But see, it was, it was painful. It was detrimental to the pleasure of this, I mean... To the easy life, to the blessed life as it were, though it's a blessing, but we don't normally see that way. So he said, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that I might, um, that he might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. You know, the interesting thing is this, God could remove it, but he didn't. He didn't. And I, sometimes I ponder, I say, why? I see, I see pattern in the Bible. Patterns. You say, which one? Oh, oh, oh. The three blue children. He could stop them from getting to the fire. He didn't. In fact, those who threw them into the fire were all slain. They died. Because the king was so angry that how dead this was. The king didn't know that he was so bloated. And he was thinking too much of himself at the time. He said, come on, make him seven times hotter. These guys. And when they would throw them in, they died. And they landed in. It was in the fire that God appeared. In the fire. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace. He said to me, My grace is sufficient. For you. Before I begin to go in that direction, I still come back there. I remember I told us that what in effect Jesus was saying is that, look, Paul, I know you are very brilliant, you are highly cerebral and deeply spiritual. You are loaded with gifts. I mean, spiritual things. Revelations are like normal day to you, normal life to you. So what I'm saying to you in effect, Paul, is this. Don't take your attention off me. I am all you need. I'm the reason you are where you are today. 
So if you see any hardship or hindrance or attacks or opposition, don't take your attention off me. Or if things are so easy, they are smoothly flowing, don't take your attention off me. That was what he was saying. He was saying, I'm all you need. That's what he was telling him. In my meditation, I wrote here, I said, hey, Grace is all I have. You're crying to me that something must be done. Grace is all I bring. Grace is all I am. I am all you need. I am your sufficiency in any situation. Then I wrote in the margin of my meditation note. I said, grace is God's answer to any and every human problem. Grace. Still thinking about that, I realized from scriptures. And I wrote, from Genesis to Revelation, we find God called by different personal names reflecting individuals of victory in times of death circumstances. Strengthening the proposition that all that God will do for you to come out and be much more than you are now to become all that wants to be is my sufficiency. I'm all that you need. Example, Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. I mean, God had approached him when he was age 75. At 75, you are dead. In fact, the Bible said that he was dead. He was dying dead. Sarah's womb was totally dead, producing nothing. I said, Look, I'm going to give you a, a, a child. I'm not just a child, I'm going to make you the father of nations, which means you will have a child. Okay? And this was someone who was. From a stark heathenic background. The Bible will have us understand that he was worshipping idols with his father. Yeah. So why? What made God choose him out of all on earth? Grace. That's Old Testament, you know. That was not Judaism. That was before Mosaic laws, before Moses was born. Moses was born when the fulfillment of the promise to Abraham was being, uh, was being executed. He said, Well, your descendants will be slaves in a foreign land. He told Abraham, 400 years. That was when Moses was born. Grace. And even the choice of Moses, how? Grace. Children were being killed. How come he wasn't killed? The father and mother just chose not to. How come they would think of such a thing? You, you think you can hide from government? But they did. Put him crocodile infested river. Huh? 
No crocodile went there. Grace. Grace. And yet, later in Moses' life, there were times that he was like, oh, God, what? From where to where? You are a product of grace. You have been sustained by grace till now. Don't you think my grace is... I'm talking to you now. I'm talking to you now. No, what has happened to me? Or what's happened to me? Is that, is that happened before? Hey, wait, wait. If you can still talk and think, grace is available. And after, after all, after coming to him at that age, 25 years later, he was still. <laughs> and we say, see, you've not given me anything. He said, I said, I've given you. I can't see it, I know. And all kinds of human tricks were being added. Isn't that what ministry is like today? We add all kinds of tricks to it all over the place. God have mercy. God just have mercy. We always think that we're smarter than God, so we add our own here and there. Some even go out of just maybe moving things around. No, 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 they're going to ritual. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and he continued until chapter 17 of Genesis. When God came, and this will be 13, 14 years after the last time he spoke to him. He said, why? Because after the last time he spoke to him, he decided to, to team up with his wife and decided to do it himself. And thereafter, we didn't hear God saying anything anymore. It took almost 13 years, in fact, 13 years, before we found God saying, hey, Abraham, walk before me and be thou perfect. I'm the almighty God. I am the almighty God. You know what that means? I am El Shaddai. I'm the all-sufficient God. Walk before me and be perfect. A lot of times, I mean, I've battled with that word perfect all my Christian life. He said, he's not asking too much of the word perfect. Only saying, get committed to what we are doing. That's all. Get totally committed to what we are doing. Stop all the unnecessary distractions. Everybody has better opinion than you in the matter of your calling and the ministry God has given to you. Everybody has something better. But you'll be a fool to listen to them. Without first listening to God. I am El Shaddai. Walk before me and please conform. Within a year, they followed. The baby came. So if I ask you the question, what aspect of God brought about the miracle? His all sufficiency. Yeah. I'll give you another example. The same. Abraham. Now the boy was a teenager. He said, look, I need a burnt offering. A burnt offering means that you forgive me your best, your, ah, your choice. Oh, I feel the fire. Woohoo! I feel the fire. Oh, glory, glory. Somebody is being given speed. In a seemingly impossible direction. 
that will glorify God. Receive it in Jesus' name. I am eager to hear your testimony. Because I don't know who the person is that you are under the sound of my voice this morning. You say, how? Uh-uh. I designed it clearly, like I said, I feel the fire. Yeah, I did it, I did. And I knew, I knew what he meant. And so he said, in dealing with the all-sufficient God, know that whatever he asks you to do, his all-sufficiency is involved. So, lovely, he got him. He carried the firewood. The boy even asked him. He said, I can see the fire. I can see the wood. I can see the knife. Where is the sacrifice? Guess what he said? The Lord will provide. He's all suffering. He, his life became a, a life dependent on the all-sufficient one. A life of faith. And Abraham believed God and was counted for righteousness. That was the definition of his life. The rest of his life. There are lots of things I'm asking God for. He's been good to me. You can see. But there are many things I still want. The Bible says he bound the boy and I'm going to say, wait a minute. I can't bind you can't bind a four-year-old boy easily today. A ten-year-old, a teenager, he will knock. Man, he will take that knife and face you. But the boy was totally submissive under the all-sufficiency of God. He picked the knife out of heaven. Jesus spoke. So no, we didn't know Jesus then. Which we said the angel of the Lord. Say, hey, do not lay your hand on the lad. Says, come and lift up your face. In the thicket of the bush. That was a, that was a ram. God tied a ram there. And Abraham said, Jehovah. Jaira. The all-providing God. And Jehovah Jireh is interpreted in the mountain of the Lord. He shall be seen. I don't know what you are going through today. It's not sufficiency is all you need. Somebody shout grace. All through the Bible. Whether old or new. I give one more before I go. Gideon in Judges chapter 6. Their situation was pretty similar to what we're going through in Nigeria. Oppression of the highest order. I mean devastation. Then God approached them. So his number one target is how to restore peace. We found him saying, by the time he saw things happening, he said, Jehovah, Shalom, the God of peace. So God is everything to everyone for every problem.
That's the way it solves this problem. Let me just quickly concentrate on the life of Jesus for a brief moment. Put verses 14 and then 16 on the screen for me. First 14, then 16. John 1, watch this. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was nothing made that was made. In verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his what? Hallelujah. From today, you will never stop seeing the glory of God. In the name of Jesus, I will constantly see the glory. I will constantly see him in his glory. See him and his glory. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Uh The glory of the only begotten of the Father. Now, look at that last phrase. Everybody read it with me. Full of what? Wow. Can you see his introduction? The one that made all things. The second person of the Godhead. The one of whom he said that in him was life. And the light, the light of man. The light that continuously shines in the darkness. Which the darkness cannot stop. Became flesh. Bible say fool. What does it mean to be fool? Overflowing. The word is plural. No place to add a speck. Fool. Fool. Full of what? Grace. So if you hear Jesus, grace. Grace. And that was why last Sunday we said, this is the Godhead. If you hear love, it's God the Father. Is the agency of the Godhead that communicates love to us. How be through the Son and through the Spirit. You say, how? If grace does not come to effect, that love can't reach you. For God so loved that he gave. Who did he give? Son. Full of grace. By grace. You what? You are saved through faith. And let no man boast of anything. Okay, see? So when we say grace, it's Jesus. When we say colonia, fellowship, intimacy, Holy Spirit. Full of grace. And of his fullness. The glory has to because of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Go to 16 now, yeah. And of his he is full to overflow. In fact, he's overflowing with grace. And of his fullness, not of some. No, 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 no. Grace is available, man. It's available to even unbelievers. That they don't know what to do. They don't even recognize, they don't know what to do. They say he came to his own. They don't. He came to the ones he created. Hmm. There's full of grace. Take it this way. If I'm so full of money that no matter how I try to hide it, it spears. And I'm walking towards you, you'll be glad. Because it will spear. 
But this is not money. This is more than money. Of his fullness. Like this. <laughs> it, is, it is the overflow. Because it keeps overflowing. And overflowing. And overflowing. It's of his fullness that we are receiving. And we are receiving. You are never at any time without grace. Even in the valley of hell, if you, are, if you have to walk through, there is grace. Here, David, they do I walk through the valley of the shadow of the eye shadow. Why? Because you are with me. You know what that means? Your grace is sufficient. And so in the life of Jesus Christ, what, did, what, 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 what do you think happened with him here? How did he communicate with us? How come we saw so much miracles and so much power? Grace. We saw in the Old Testament, I was telling you the names they called him. In the news, we call him Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus, the anointed one. With his anointing. So anywhere he goes, the anointing destroys the yoke. Anywhere he goes, the anointing straightens the crooked. Anywhere he goes, the anointing flings open the double gates. Anywhere he goes, the anointing breaks the bars of iron asunder. Anywhere he goes, the anointing shatters the gates of brass. Anywhere he goes, he loses the armors of kings. The anointing, that's what he does. The treasures of darkness are made available. The hidden treasures, anywhere he goes. That's what the anointing does. That's why you cannot deny or fight the anointing. And you are anointed. Come on, the peace of John, the anointing which you have received is where? In you. And you need not that anyone begins to teach you about that. Not only they shouldn't listen to teachers of the world who are the ministry gifts, no. They think that you have it. That's why he will be going up to Nain and the dead son of the widow will rise up. He's such an expert in overturning a totally impossible situation. And that's the Jesus. Not that just saved you. That to share such an intimate relationship that cannot compare with any other one you have. You are seated with him in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. Yes, I am. He dwells in you by his spirit. It is in him you live, you move, and you have your being. Hear me, yes. It is in him I live, I move, I have my being. Colossians says, he is the head of all principles and powers. And I am complete. <laughs> I am complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. Know where you belong, know where you are. If you don't believe it enough to see it and declare it, you'll be hearing the lies the devil and the world is telling you. They are best at calling you the names that God has not given you. You know, I was looking at it. 
You know, I talk about the three of them in the Godhead. Watch this. In Zechariah 12, 10. It says, and I will pour out on the house of David, given that I was referring to Israel. But I want you to see the methodology, which is the same, which we have experienced and we are still experiencing, which they will experience. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Judah the spirit of grace and supplication. The prayer to obtain. So when it comes to grace, how does it come? If God doesn't have the fellowship with you, I can't get it. The Holy Ghost. The love of God through the grace and administered by the Holy Spirit. They work together. It's not a mystic that a Christian. Grace is at work in your life. You have been selected specially. I'm not joking. I always see the best ahead of you. In the name of Jesus. So you see, you see, you see what happens? Let me just rush to say what I have to say. Now let me consider that infirmity as I say that. He said, because. My strength is made perfect in your infirmity. I looked at infirmity, that infirmity, and I said, ah. Is it not the same infirmity in the book of Romans in chapter 8? He said, we do not even know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit, take hold of it, also good that cannot be altered. Why? Because of our infirmities. And I put my imagine quickly, I said, Wow. For these weaknesses and infirmities, why we look so helpless is because we don't even have the capacity to articulate what we are going through. If you cannot articulate it, then how can you provide a solution to it? It takes the Holy Ghost to shakandabolambabalinde. Why? He says that the Spirit knows exactly what you are trying to say and he knows exactly what God has given you and how he wants you to connect. He's God and he's in you. I found myself in very dire situations where I know that my intelligence and my physical strength could not handle. Several times, sometimes in the physical realm, sometimes in the spiritual realm, I find myself. And it gets, you get to them like, oh, you're like on the side that, oh. And all of a sudden, the opposition melts, flees in terror. And I'm like, at that time, what else is left for you? When it looks like one punch will kill you, their punches redirected to them, they flee. So how do I conclude? Please get conscious of the Holy Ghost. He will make the abundant grace visible to you. Fear will vanish. What is courage? 
grace to stand, grace to progress, when there is no reason to even still live. Shall we rise? I want you to open your mouth and declare. See what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Say, God is able to make all grace available. Say, I receive it. Grace is available. Grace is available to me. I know it and I take it. I refuse to believe the lie of the devil. I thank God that no matter how tough, no matter how adverse it is, grace is available to me. His grace is sufficient for me. I am unstoppable because of the grace of God. Mention that situation in your life that you have been so scared of and say, Now nah, I understand. I'm not alone. His grace is sufficient for me. No matter how impossible it looks, I want you to open it now to the fire and the light of the grace of God now and come back next week with testimonies in Jesus' name. Grace, grace, grace. And Zerubbabel will put the capstone on with a shout of grace. You will finish well. I say you will finish well. You are not just passing through. You are passing through. I say heal in the name of Jesus. God will be glorified continuously in the name of Jesus. I don't care what it is. As long as you are human and you are alive, it is solvable. The grace of God is sufficient for you. Say his grace is sufficient for me. 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 I receive it. I receive it. Open your mouth to declare. After all, it's my shield, my glory, the lifter of my. Open your mouth to say for yourself. Huh? Jesus is my shield. He's my shield. He's my glory. The lifter of my. Open your mouth. I want to hear you declare it. Huh? The lifter of my head. Glory be to God in the highest. Huh? After all, He's He. Jesus Himself is my light and my salvation. Hallelujah. Who shall I fear? He's the strength of my life. Huh? Of who shall I be afraid? Glory be to God in the highest. He has become to me my wisdom. Hallelujah. My salvation. Hallelujah. My redemption. Hallelujah. My, my, my righteousness. Jesus himself, uh, his sufficiency is all I need. And I give him praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. We give him praise. that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.